would be impossible to share every tiny little bit of everything all the time. And I think about that with my own social media platforms and my content on like what somebody who's never met me before probably thinks my lifestyle is like, what my house looks like, what I dress like, how my kids behave, or how my relationship is with my husband. Like people have probably created their own opinions and whatever to all of these things. And there's nothing I can really do about it. You're listening to Every Successful Rancher, a real lifestyle and business podcast for women of the West. I'm Sarah Elrod, your host, serial entrepreneur and small town homemaker. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that behind every successful rancher is his wife that works in town. Around here, you can expect a perfect mix of Western living, homemaking, and business strategies to grow your brand online. Get ready for the real, the raw, and the rural. Welcome to Every Successful Rancher. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I'm really excited to be diving into a topic that has kind of taken over the nation. And I don't think I'm being dramatic when I say that, because unless you live under a rock, you have probably noticed the explosion of sourdough bread, the influencer Hannah from Ballerina Farms, and kind of just that general idea of like soft girl era. And frankly, I'm here for all of it. But of course, nothing can be done quietly. And there is controversy around all of this. And I'm just really pumped to get into all of it with you. So I want to share my thoughts and just my opinions. And I want to hear yours. Um, So this is definitely going to be kind of more of a I don't know, different type of episode than maybe what we're usually used to talking about, but I kind of want to throw these in here every now and then because I think they're fun. So before we get into all those things, I do want to just remind you that if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a new video upload. Also, make sure to join our Patreon if you haven't because you will get early released episodes and then you can also listen ad-free and you'll also get exclusive discounts as one of the Patreons for the show as well. All of those links will be down in the description by the way and then please 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 if you haven't already go leave a review on apple podcasts if you enjoy this show it would just be so helpful and help the show grow um, and let me know what you think of it so i would really appreciate all that and without further ado let's dive on in so being that most of the listeners that listen to this show are like rural women or ranch wives i would probably argue to say that you know who ballerina farms is but just in case you don't uh there's hannah and she is kind of the face of the brand she is a former juilliard ballerina and she now runs the family ranch along with her husband daniel and they're based out of Utah. They are first generation farmers and ranchers. And this wasn't something that was just like handed to them or passed down. It was kind of this dream that they had that they just always decided to go out and chase or that they one day decided they wanted to go out and chase. Now, I do want to mention that her husband, Daniel, does come from a good amount of money. Um, his father, I think, founded JetBlue Airlines. And so that's not to say that they didn't have like a cushion um, supporting them when they decided to venture out and start this ranch and this farm. But still, it is pretty impressive nonetheless what they've been able to create on their own. And they have turned their business, their farm, and their ranch into like this huge empire. They sell their meat all across the nation. They sell sourdough and sourdough starter, kitchen gadgets, apparel, and like a million other things as well. 
And if you follow Ballerina Farms or you follow Hannah, and even if you haven't, <laughs> there is probably a good chance that you've come across her videos at some point or another. They are very minimal, simple editing, and they're just very like casually cozy. And their home, you can see it in like the background of a lot of her videos or she'll show it in her videos a lot. It's very like minimal and simple looking. Um, even though they're probably like rolling in the dough, no pun intended, but they just have like a very simple lifestyle and, and home and they all dress very simply. Um, and I think I mentioned it before, maybe not, I don't know, but they have eight children, FYI, for those who don't know. They just actually had uh, their eighth baby uh, like a month ago and the kids just kind of run around. They're all free range. It's just, it's super like idyllic and pretty and fun. So what about this family like they sound so great they are like so simple and beautiful and it's it's like straight out of a movie like what is there to be in controversy about so for some reason people think that this family is trying to give off the illusion of being poor like their home is nothing extravagant like i said they all dress very simple and basic even though they do have a lot of money from um family money but also just the money that they've built from their own business that they've created they are probably not struggling by any means but they dress very simply their home is very simple um there's not much to it and uh you know it's also being said that like her and her husband are romanticizing the idea of farming and ranching so people will say that like they make it just look easier than it actually is um and that they're just kind of setting an unrealistic standard for what it is actually like to run a, a ranch or a farm now <sighs> my thoughts on this vary because as someone who is in this industry and i do understand that there's a lot to this lifestyle like do they show every single bit of it no and i understand that but who does on social media like who is out there showing every single tiny little bit um now there's people that do show probably more of the nitty-gritty stuff than they do um but that's not to say that's, it's not good or bad or whatever. It's just a personal choice that they've made. And, you know, I, I just think about social media in general. Like, you have one minute, maybe, you know, for most content to captivate somebody. And a lot of times even less than that. You know, you're sharing like 15 second to 30 second videos or just like pictures here and there. It's a highlight reel for 99% of us. And yeah, you might throw in some reality here and there, but it would be impossible to share every tiny little bit of everything all the time. And I think about that with my own social media platforms and my content on like what somebody who's never met me before probably thinks my lifestyle is like what my house looks like what I dress like how my kids behave or how my relationship is with my husband like people have probably created their own opinions and whatever to all of these things and there's nothing I can really do about it I mean they're just doing it based off the little bit that they see that I put out into the world and frankly who really cares if they just want to show mostly the pretty stuff or if their content is kind of idyllic or maybe unrealistic looking to you you know if some person comes along and they are from the city they've never stepped foot on a farm before and they think that it looks easy based on just their content they draw the conclusion that oh they have such an easy simple lifestyle who really cares like why is that like such an awful horrible thing 
Um, and I will say too, I do think that Hannah and her husband do a good job at showcasing that they are not doing this all on their own. They have employees, they have a support team, they, um, have photographers come in they have people packaging their items for them so it's not like they're trying to paint this picture or pretend that they're out here just doing everything all on their own i'm sure they have ranch hands and people that run things i mean they're on vacations not a lot but like they do travel so i mean anybody who is working solely on their ranch and it's just you and your family and you don't have help like you know you're probably not going on vacations very often but they take vacations they go places they do stuff and I'm pretty sure they're in Hawaii right now as I'm recording this so it's like they're not unrealistic about showing that kind of stuff they show that they have help and that they don't do it all on their own but I also just want to say that if it frustrates people that they have help I really just think it stems from a place of jealousy of not being able to do the same thing as them. Like if you are a rancher or a farmer and you're just thinking like, oh, that's so unrealistic. That's not how it is for a majority of us. That might be true, but like who really cares? They have made it a reality for themselves. And like, why is that such a big deal that they have the ability and the resources to hire employees and help and have people there to make their business and their life easier is that everybody's journey and everybody's story no but it just kind of is what it is and I feel like if it bothers you that much then like maybe you just shouldn't be watching their content and while so much of their content is pretty and like super embellished and all that I do think again that they do a good job at showcasing the other stuff too like she'll post videos of her out there milking the cows and like in the kitchen doing her sourdough and like actually working it's not like she's just sitting on her butt all day doing nothing and her husband Daniel does the same thing he's outside all day long working you know he probably is leading his employees like yeah they might be doing other stuff for him but he's not just like pointing fingers and telling people what to do he is in there doing the work as well Hey, really quick, I had to interrupt this episode to let you know of some really amazing news. Because you are such a loyal listener, I wanted to do something for you to give back for all the generosity you have shown me over the years. So because you're a listener, you can get 10% off anything inside of the Sarah Elrod shop. There's everything from Western graphics to social media templates, literally so much more. Just use code RANCHER10 at checkout and you'll get the savings. And P.S. If you join the Patreon for the show, you get an even bigger discount. But you have to join in order to get those exclusive discount codes. The links to the shop and to join Patreon are all going to be in the episode description or you can go to sarahelrod.com shop. And I love the pretty side of their content. I think Hannah is just so elegant and beautiful and I just love watching her like quite literally do ballet and like dance around her kitchen in just like the prettiest, most feminine way. I just think she's so graceful and and just like such a such a beautiful woman. It's and it's just their whole lifestyle I think is so beautiful and it's something that a lot of people aspire to have and to be and I think more people should aspire to have and to be what they are and what they represent. Now aside from all these other things that Ballerina Farms 
does that have pissed people off. <laughs> there has been one recent controversy that has really gotten people up in arms lately. And so I do want to talk about that as well. And that is the fact that a little over a month ago at the time of recording this, so it would have been in like January of 2024, Hannah gave birth to her eighth child. And within a week of having that baby, so a week postpartum, she was getting ready to be in the Mrs. Universe uh, beauty pageant. And the world might as well have exploded <laughs> as she announced this because everyone absolutely lost their minds when <laughs> this was going up and out into the social media world. She was super transparent about the whole thing, the whole experience on social media, and she showed that she brought her baby with her to the pageant. It was down in Vegas. She brought her baby with her. She had someone with her at all times to help with the baby when she had other things that she needed to be doing. And so why does this make everybody so ma mad and angry and up in arms exactly? Well, there's been other moms that are shaming Hannah for jumping into something so big so quickly after giving birth and not allowing herself time to heal. And they said that she is giving unrealistic expectations for new moms and what their postpartum experiences should be like. So essentially, Hannah is being absolutely beautiful and living up to society's beauty standards especially so quickly after giving birth and the world thinks that that is toxic for other women to be watching and kind of going back to what i just said earlier but who cares like why does that bother people so much now, I know this is going to sound harsh and blunt, but if you are so sensitive that seeing someone else who lives a different experience than you, if that makes you feel like you need to cancel them or tell them what kind of content they should and shouldn't be posting or that that isn't realistic and so they should just never be showing that, maybe you shouldn't be on social media. Because the fact of the matter is, Hannah has eight children. This is not her first rodeo. And I think she is very well aware of how her body is going to heal and what postpartum is like for herself. So if your experience having a baby is wanting to lay in bed for a month straight, by all means, do that. There is nothing wrong with that. But don't shame her for wanting to still go after her dream, even if it is so quickly after giving birth, especially when she is clearly well and able to do so. And she just, she looked stunning doing it. And it was aspiring to me, especially as someone who is currently pregnant and about to push out another baby, like basically any day now, it's inspiring to me to watch someone like her get up and pull herself together and go out and do the dang thing baby on her hip and all. And so I just, I love that. And I had a C-section with my son. So my first child, um, I had a C-section and that was my first ever postpartum experience. And I was told that recovery was going to be so much harder with a C-section um, versus like a natural birth and all that kind of stuff. And maybe that would have been true for me too. You know, I, I had nothing to compare it to because I didn't have natural up until that point. But I really didn't think that my, even my C-section recovery was all that bad. Um, I was up and walking around and going out to eat in public within a few days of being home from the hospital. And that's not to brag or to put myself up on a pedestal or to pat myself on the back or anything like that. It's just to say that some women don't have bad 
recoveries and some do and both are totally normal and it's okay to share both sides of it there's going to be people out there that are sharing content saying hey if you just had a baby and you need to lay in bed for the next three months that's fine and then there's going to be people like hannah who are like hey i just had a baby and now i'm going to walk a stage in a beauty pageant and i'm going to look dang good doing it that is normal. It's normal for her. Normal to you and normal to somebody else are going to be two completely different things. Everybody has a different version and a different way that they handle situations. So who are we to say what is and is not realistic? Because that is subjective and it, it just means something different to everybody. And it should also, I think, be noted that perhaps why her postpartum recoveries are so easy is because she is an athlete. She is constantly in the gym. She works out all the time. She's a dancer. She works out on the farm. It's not like she was just sitting around eating garbage all day for her whole pregnancy. So when you take care of yourself like that and you eat right and you exercise and you're moving, it's going to make your recovery from anything a lot faster and a lot easier and that's that's just facts. Um, if you're sitting around just kind of feeling lousy and you don't do anything about it, that's going to play into how you recover later on. Now, never in my life have I considered doing a beauty pageant or thought that I wanted to do that. That's just not me. But I love that someone like Hannah is. I love that she holds, she currently holds the title of Mrs. American. And I think now more than ever, people need to see people like her be the face of what an American woman is and what we should be aspiring to be like. She's a wife, a mother, a homemaker, a successful business owner. She lives simply and she's just simple beauty. She's traditional and poised and she's religious and it's just all so beautiful and perfect and we need more of that and less of this other toxic garbage that is being poured into all the young girls these days. So what can we learn from Ballerina Farms in our businesses and as brands and, and women who are also in the rural homemaking, homesteading spaces, ranching spaces, you know, small business owners, what can we learn from her approach to business and social media and content and all those things? I think the first thing that I have always noticed about her is she just posts the content, right? Like if you go to her feed, her feed itself is not like pretty like she doesn't have like an Instagram like perfectly laid out of like tiles and squares that are all like so beautiful and aesthetic and I get it like I love a good beautiful looking feed as much as the next person but she just kind of makes her content and then posts it and doesn't really worry too much about the aesthetics of it and her videos themselves and her photos themselves are very simple there's no filters on them or at least very minimal filters if there is there's no heavy editing on her video she doesn't use trending sounds a lot of it is just the real and raw sounds of her life and what's happening in the background she'll have her kids screaming and running around and you'll hear just the wind blowing in the background you don't hear all these like funny trending sounds she doesn't do videos like that and not everything, I think like something else we need to understand and kind of the tangent I just went on is not everything needs to be relatable all the time. The content that you're putting out doesn't need to 
connect with every single person out there. There is nothing wrong with romanticizing things in your life or in your business or what you do. You can make things look prettier than they actually are. In other words, don't worry about being sensitive to every single person of every kind of background that ever existed. You just can't do that. You'll never and you'll get super burnt out trying. Um, You know, Content should feel good to you. The things that you're creating and you're putting out, it should feel good to you because it's your content and it's what you are doing. And your people will find you if you do this. Yeah, you're probably going to have to weed out some of the haters and the people that are, you know, just absolutely miserable in their lives and feel like they need to comment on everything and tell you how terrible you are. Not everyone's going to love everything you post all the time and that's okay. But we need to drop this idea of relatability. I mean, if you think about it, if everything was relatable all the time to everybody, or if we tried to make it that way, the Olympics wouldn't exist because not everybody is going to be able to be an Olympic athlete and like could never reach that goal. Not everybody could be a Victoria's Secret model. Not everybody, you know, could play football. So like, should we cancel the NFL? Should we cancel, you know, people that are, (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know. I feel like there's just so many things. Like people just get so mad over everything because, oh, they don't specifically relate to that. But that's not society. And I think we need to have these standards of people that are kind of the elites of society because without that, we have nobody to look up to and to aspire to be and to push us to be more and to be better. You don't have to have the average person on the billboard or in the Victoria's Secret magazine. You don't have to have the average looking women. I want to open up a Victoria's Secret woman or a Victoria's Secret magazine and see the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life that I will never, ever be able to look like. That is who I want to see. I don't want to see my next door neighbor on the cover. Like I, I just, there are some things that I think need to have elite people as the faces of. And so I love that Ballerina Farms and Hannah is kind of doing that. She's She is maybe considered an elite person, of an elite mom, a, you know, unrealistic for 99% of society. And that's okay. As someone who is currently pregnant and do basically at any time now with a daughter, I can honestly say that if I had to choose between two unrealistic types of content for my daughter to watch in her life of Ballerina Farms or the Kardashians, I would choose Ballerina Farms every single day. You don't see people getting so mad at the Kardashians for sharing their lifestyle of being billionaires and going out and buying all these things and and flying across the world all the time and just like the lifestyle that they live is entirely unrealistic for the average person and yet people don't get mad about that but they get mad about people like Hannah from Ballerina Farms because she popped out a baby and then walked a stage in front of millions of people and that's pretty aspiring and she's the type of person that I hope my daughter looks up to um, to be like and to aspire to be in her life. So I don't know. Those are kind of just my thoughts when it comes to Ballerina Farm. I do think that alongside all the controversy and all of the toxic things that have come out and been said about her, it has also created just this really beautiful 
like other kind of trendy thing that's happening in society right now with sourdough bread and this soft girl era and I'm not saying Hannah has like started this whole thing but I do think she's played a big role in it because she was kind of like the queen of sourdough bread and I feel like she has what like nine million followers so she clearly has an impact in this space of homemaking homesteading whatever and I think while yes this whole let's make sourdough bread and everything from scratch is very trendy and I I get it I'm on the trend like I am all about making stuff from scratch and um, you know I've really dove into that I and I love it and I, I think it's really awesome that more people are doing it and caring about what they're putting into their bodies I think it's just a good reminder too that you don't have to let it consume your life and I know I've seen Hannah talk about it too where she posts you know most of her content is about making food from scratch but I've seen her post videos of their dinner table before and there was a gigantic bowl of Kraft mac and cheese so it's not like every single day all the time that's all they're ever eating is just food from scratch I think there's a balance and we can all learn from that as well that she does both and she shares both and you know, the soft girl era is also trending right now. And it's very much about like women are stepping into this, like wearing less makeup, doing less, you know, being like less, I don't know, high maintenance for lack there of a better word. They're just kind of dressing more simply, getting themselves ready more simply, all those kinds of things. And they're being, they're channeling their more like inner traditional woman feminine side of not girl bossing so hard because I feel like for the past few years that is what everything was all about it was like girl boss women leaders go out and do all these things and I think we all just got so exhausted from that and now we're leaning more into our just feminine quiet nature of like we just want to be stay-at-home moms and cook meals for our families and clean the house and like wear pretty dresses and be feminine little homemakers and I am here for it. I've always been here for it even as a business owner and someone who does love to help other businesses grow. I want to help your business grow so that you can do those other things because I know that in this society it's hard to live off just one income um, and we're passionate right like it'd be great to make some extra side money for our family but I don't want it to be like I'm not trying to teach you how to girl boss so hard that you go out and retire your husband if that ends up happening and that's your goal great more power to you but that is not what I'm trying to help you with I'm just trying to help you create some kind of income even if it's just some supplemental income to your husband's income so that you can stay home raise your babies and live a very simple happy life and yeah that's the lifestyle I want to live and I would love to hear your thoughts on all this. I want to know what do you think about Ballerina Farms? What do you think about soft girl era sourdough bread and the controversy of her um you know getting on stage after having her baby like I just want to know all the things that we talked about in this episode so if you're watching the video of this episode let me know down in the comments or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go message the Every Successful Rancher Instagram page and let me know your thoughts on this. Um, I'm just genuinely so curious because I, I just think it's a very interesting topic. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to think. And other than that, that's really all I have for you for today. Um, goodness gracious, I have other episodes I need to try to record in batch because this baby is coming out any day now. Um, I mean, not really. I'm technically almost full term. But yeah, it's second kid probably is going to come sooner. And so it's just there's 
lots of things that I still need to do. So we'll see if I can get it all done. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you and I'll chat with you in the next one. Bye. You've just finished another episode of the Every Successful Rancher podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Every Successful Rancher and join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. For the mega fans of the show or anyone wanting to show support, you can join our Patreon and get early released episodes as well as listen ad free. The link will be in the episode description. If you like what you heard, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. One minute of your time can be a game changer for the show. Plus, it helps other amazing rural women find us and join the party. If you would like to sponsor or advertise your business on Every Successful Rancher, please head to sarahelrod.com slash sponsor ESR for more information. Thanks again for being here, and I'll talk with you in the next one.